The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. This is the Arsenal match review where, of course, uh, we won 20-0. My name is Adonis. <laughs> you know me as the Adelites on Twitter. Joining us today to discuss the game is uh, Mickled Onions, which is Cookie. Hello. And uh, Sam Ward, LUFC, which is um, Sam Ward. All right, you bastards. <laughs> Don't know where that come from. <laughs> I feel like you might be a bit Scottish, mate. Either that or it's a good impression. Know. Yeah. Bad, eh? Are you Scottish, <laughs> Sam? No, not at all. No. Okay. <laughs> you, you're actually really Scottish, angry dude. Scots. Yeah, actually <laughs> Scottish, but you've been putting on an incredibly good Leeds accent. Hey, I can do. I can do many accents, mate. Whatever you want. Okay, so <laughs> how was that game? First thoughts. Primarily, I've got positives to take away from it. I thought much better in possession, aside from um, the odd ball out from the back. I thought. Um, Primarily Koch, 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 and um, Ailing. Koch. Koch. It's, it's, Koch. Like the, it's like the hate sound like home. Sound like I'm gagging on one when I say that, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, him and him and Ailing really um, seem to s- struggle, like just stray passes out from the back first, maybe 15 minutes. Mm. Then I thought, and, he, and, and Koch, to be honest with you, just carried that on throughout the game. Mm. Um, but Picked up, obviously, after about 15 minutes. Thought we just came into the game and dominated from there, I think. Just loads of positives to take away. Rodrigo back looked classy as when he came on. Mm. Phillips just showed how much control he gives us in that um, that role he plays. I thought Klitsch, again, was was really good at finding space. And I think on another day, you win 3 or 4 nil. Um, And today, unfortunately, we just... You know, you could have put it a yard from goal and we'd have fallen over the ball and it had a, <laughs> you know... It'd have been offside, even though we were a yard onside. Do you know what I mean? It's just that kind of game. Um, and Alioski was weirdly calm um, and managed to get someone to headbutt him, which I quite enjoyed and really wind up Tierney at the end. So, yeah, I, I thought there were more positives to take away than out. And all of us here would have taken a nil-nil against Arsenal if this were 10 years ago, let alone now. So, pretty happy. Well, it certainly wasn't a drab nil-nil. Um, no. Sam, no. first thoughts? Yeah, I fully agree with that, you know. Before the game, I probably would have taken a, a draw. But like we were saying on the group before, I fully thought Leeds could have won that and probably should have won that today, obviously. But, you know, first, say, 20 minutes, half an hour, neither team were passing it very well. I don't know, the pitch looked really heavy. Was it? I think, was it raining quite bad there before the game? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. The, both teams seemed to struggle. I don't know if that was what it was for, but both teams seemed to struggle with that. And I thought, once they got the man sent off in the second half, we actually struggled more because, obviously, Arsenal's whole shit changed there and they went back to the shit that we can't play against which is just everyone behind the ball um, and yeah like like Bucky said you know we could still be playing now and wouldn't score it was just one of the days unfortunately but positive to see Phillips back even though I did absolutely shit myself when he, when he went down with a little twinge in his knee I thought that is just typical that but he looked he looked immense you know he's just so calm and composed on the ball and you know, when he's tracking back and he's, he's he's going out to the wings, tracking the wings and just ushering people out, really calm, collected. You know, we really have missed that. And like you said as well, Rodrigo back, it's been brilliant. But yeah, just, I, my initial feeling is disappointment. But, you know, I would have fully taken that before the game. So yeah, overall, I am, I am pleased and confident for the next game. So 
you touched on the weather. Was it the Battle of Agincourt? Uh, was, <laughs> that the, was that the battle where it was like a bog? And, uh, yeah. Or the yeah. Somme, was it? I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm remembering. Um, Cookie, how's your straight, anyone? No. I'm just Fucking wondering hell. why we're comparing a Leeds performance to previous wars. <laughs> it goes back about 28 years, I guess, the last time yeah, I, yeah. I even thought about that. Um, but <laughs> the, I think it was the French and they had very heavy armour on and, and, and we knew that it was going to be a bog and so we, we danced upon the, uh, the water <laughs> and killed those froggies like we should have done with Arsenal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We if we could if we if we could hit the target, um, but you know I, I was watching with me um, with the missus and and she's 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 going she's only been watching Leeds for about four years now since she met me and I forced her to watch to become a Leeds fan, <laughs> which I didn't feel good about during the uh, the 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 playoff semi final uh, when the darkness <laughs> when we lost yeah. to Derby. And I said, "Yeah, this is exactly what being a being a, a Leeds fan is like." And then, and then, of course, there was a World Cup, and um, and and again, I said, "This is exactly what being an England fan is like." Um, but then, of course, uh, last year happened, so things changed a bit. But she said today, "There are so many games when we've played well, and it's." We, it's been un, we've been unlucky. It it can't be a coincidence anymore. There has to be some kind of curse or something has happened. Um, so I think we need to mm-hmm. investigate this between us as a group, um, not necessarily on this podcast. But what the fuck is going on with this curse, and how do we break it? Was that like um, was it Chilino who got someone in to break? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Were, Time ago, Don Revy got someone in a break curse originally. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah and then I, Gypsy I, I Rose. Had it as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, mate. I, I don't. I honestly don't think we're cursed. My, my view is it, it's fine margins. You look at was it Rafinha nearly scored a, a worldie um, that was like mm. an inch wide. Then oh no, it was Rodrigo, wasn't it? Rodrigo's first yeah. one was nearly worldie an inch wide. Then you had Rodrigo hits the the crossbar with the next one, and then Bamford's header is is. Perfect, really, in it for what you want a striker to do. Get it in the corner, away from the keeper, and those, more often than not, you hope come out to whoever's following it up, and Rodrigo misses it by a tiny bit. Um, mm. And then you've got Rafinha, just sort of got a bit under his feet, didn't it? But you know that post's obviously biased because it's Leeds. But yeah, um, I, just, I, honestly, post. I just thought we were a bit unlucky, mate. It's it's fine margins. We have got to be a little bit better with those chances in final third and it's kind of what I was talking about earlier which is I think there's going to be a level of Leeds fans needing to accept and get away from this sentimentality around some of our players that we love and we would really love to see succeed and take us to that next level and probably needing to replace a few of them not lots of them but a few of them with people with just a bit better quality um you know we would all like to see Jack Harrison end up in England team be a world-class winger to me he feels like he's good and he could be a yeah. bottom mid-table winger, but he's probably going to end up more like Stuart Downing um, than he is like John Barnes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. You've got to remember as well that these a lot of these players are playing at their maximum of their possible capabilities at the moment. Like I don't, I don't see anyone improving that much more than they already have done. So you say, yeah, yeah, maybe three or four 
top top quality signs in the next couple of years or so and I think we'd put a lot more of them away but yeah you've got to remember as well I know it's hard for me sometimes you know, watching it I'm like how are we not putting this in the you know scoring but you know you do have to remember these players where they've come from the journey they've had and you know a lot of them are at the, at the, at the highest that they can possibly perform at, I think and yeah we're just it's just going to happen like Cookie said as well fine margins as well but yeah it's got to be something more yeah. than this come on guys do you Rafinha, think? What, what do you think? Rafinha three yards out, and and it and it somehow hits the post. I mean, yeah, he slipped, didn't he? It's some voodoo shit going on. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it could be out. That's something to do with athletic spray on hair. That that is ridiculous. Barnet he's got absolutely ridiculous. And I don't know if he's got his sunken eyes. Hair that's doing something. I don't know what, but that that Barnet can't be real. Yeah. Maybe Fat Frank somewhere in a room with voodoo dolls of every Leeds player and when he's watching the game, it's like stab him yeah. in the leg or whatever to make sure it doesn't happen. I could yeah. see him being that kind of bastard. Must have yeah. had all the cock for most of the game then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those attempted through balls from cock. In fact, the yeah, um, I don't know the you... final third passes in general were, were yeah. going astray a lot of the time, but we still managed... Does anybody have the stats on them? I think it was... 24 shots or something, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was 24 shots. I think it was 24 shots, 66% uh, percent, um, possession. Peasants. Um, so it was peasants, yeah. Yeah, peasants possession. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about um, right. We were we were just all over him the entire game. Mm. So, yeah, 66%. Oh, it was 25 shots, but only four on target. But if I guess if you count three has been on on the post will obviously not count towards being on target so you're talking seven out of 25 there or thereabouts mm. some dodgy shots weren't there um mm. there weren't a lot else in it yeah but so the thing is think... with man marking is that a lot of players aren't used to it so when you've got some asshole like uh, for example uh alioski <laughs> I love him, but <laughs> I think asshole. playing against him, he would be an asshole. And when uh, you've got a guy like that following your every movement, getting in your face, and just generally being Alioski, um, I think that's going to rile. That could potentially rile the wrong person up who doesn't. Have I did butt him. Right attitude. Yeah, yeah there you uh, go, Cookie. That's you. So that's. But why. I'm not a professional <laughs> footballer. <laughs> uh, you're never going to get away with that. Yeah. So it, was it was soft. It was soft. It was soft, but it? you can't put your head to like that to someone. Like in VAR, you know, in times of VAR, I think the commentators mentioned it. Like maybe 10, 20 years ago, you know, you look for see where the rest looking and then give him one. But you can't be doing it now. And as soon as I saw that, the thing is, I was even without happy. VAR. Yeah, even yeah, without yeah. it, mate. The modern, the modern game. People say it's soft contact or whatever, but. I mean, that's been happening for the last 20 years, where if you take a little bit of contact like that, I mean, longer, yeah. really, if you think about it. Since, mm. Primarily since, I mean, it kind of happened when Don Revy kind of brought that European style into mm. English football, which is why Brian Clough hated it so much. Yeah, yeah. So we were a bit, that's when kind of diving started and soft, softer contact. <laughs> because you'll have the you'll have the, the, the guys from Arsenal Fan TV and... If there were people at the ground, that would be happening. And they'd be going, you know, they'd be going, oh, he's soft. He's so he's thrown himself to the ground. That's not a red card. You know, and um, and things like... Northern um, monkey. We've been robbed and, and we, we should have won that if we'd have had 11 v 11. And I actually think that, that didn't help us. I, I really don't think that helped us. 
I think we play better against 11 because an Arsenal team with 11 players wouldn't have defended in a low block like that. Well, they're defensive enough, aren't they, without being down to 10 men? I mean, Hmm. whatever Arteta has taken from what he's learned from Pep, he's bastardised it. Like, I mean, he's he's ruined whatever he's learned because, I mean, they're just so dull to watch. I mean, as much as I'm proud that as a Leeds team, we can pull a nil-nil out against Arsenal, this is not the Arsenal of the Arsene Wenger days, not even the poor Arsene Wenger days. This is a a team who I think would be fortunate to probably finish top six, who without Aubameyang would be lucky to finish maybe top eight. They're, mm. a, they're miles behind the top four for me. I don't see them coming anywhere close. 400 plus minutes now without a goal? Yeah. Is that right? That well, yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They rely too much on Aubameyang and when he's not performing... What have they got? They look, I mean, Saka, when he come on, to be fair, every time he got the ball, I was proper shiting myself. Every yeah. time he got the ball, he looked really, really dangerous. But apart from that, there was nothing really. I mean, who was it? Um, who's sent the mid for them? Uh, William. William looked Cadella? like he was taking his pension. Cadella? Yeah, William's <laughs> just gone there for a pension, and he ain't turned up last yeah. few games. I think, I don't know whether that 400 minutes is the last time since they had a goal or whether it's the last time to score a goal in play, open play. Yeah, yeah, they just they just don't seem to create much, do they? And let's be honest, if you're going to create chances against a team, it's going to be us. I mean, I don't think any mm. of us are shy about the way in which we play allows teams to counter and they will always have chances. And for us to keep a clean sheet against a team, which I don't think will happen very often this season without a calm and much better centre-half in what I still believe is Ben White, and I'll need to get over that at some point yeah, in my life. Um, <laughs> I think that... To not create chances against us tells you probably how poor you are offensively. And that was even moving over back to number nine. I would tend to disagree with that. I, I would I would say that it's harder to create um, an amount of chances against us because without the ball, you can't do that. But I would say that it's easy, easier to create good quality chances yeah. because we leave so much space in behind. But aside from yeah. that really class, and you've got to give him credit for it, given that he'd had a quiet game relatively, Meslier's save one-on-one with, was it Saka? That was that yeah, was brilliant, Saka, yeah. brilliant concentration that to be able to do that and not just dive into the ground. I think he had a good couple of defenders behind him, but well, you, um, that you, was you don't pronounce, that pronounce the S, Cookie. Come on, it's Melier. But I've, I've, started Melier. Calling, yeah, I've started calling him Smelly. Smelly, all right. Smelly, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, he was because uh, he's French. He seems to have a thing against the French. He was su- <laughs> no, yeah, nothing, nothing against the French. Uh, yeah, <laughs> any bonjour. French listeners? Bonjour to you, uh, French listeners. Um, no, um, <laughs> he was uh, scrambling around on the floor, wasn't he? It was. It was a really good save. A really good yeah, save. Really good. Look, like Inspector Gadget arms just really extended there, didn't they? It's the difference, it's the difference in it between a class keeper and 
Millier's not there yet. He has potential, no. I think, and he is the one who I think will improve year on year. But it's the difference between an OK keeper like Pickford, who shouldn't be near the England team, who makes a mess of everything whenever it comes near him, and keepers who play for top teams who might not get many chances on goal. And mm. that concentration is what's required to make him absolutely class. I do think Melier will go on to be um, a top-class keeper. I, re- I really genuinely mm. do. Maybe, yeah. maybe well, he won't be a world-beater, but I certainly think he'll be a a France reserve at worst and certainly yeah, leads as number one for the foreseeable. You could argue he's already there. I mean, when he gets the ball, he's so calm and he picks a pass. <laughs> Too calm sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that... I prefer, I, yeah, but I prefer that, honestly. To yeah. keep hard, to, or, hard to understand to why he was... Them. Yeah, Why was he in the France under-21s with Lorient? but yet can't get in the team for the France under-21s whilst we lead, making saves like that and performances he's like not, against Sheffield United. For them, he's not playing for him, no. They well, mentioned that in the commentary as well, that he's, um, no. he can't even get in the France under-21 team, yet he's that good. I don't, I don't care. I no, don't, I don't. I don't want him anywhere rubbish. near that fucking French under-21 team. Thank you very much. <laughs> come back. He'll come back with a fucking baguette stuffed into his ear. <laughs> He's got I, am worried, yeah. <laughs> I am worried about Phillips, by the way. Yeah. I know. Has he, he just played on just to sort of, you know, he wanted to play the rest of the game? You know, he's, he's quite an hard bastard, isn't he? I he's think. done it before and he lives he lives yeah, and yeah. breathes Leeds United. And I yeah, think yeah. that, not going to lie, I think that mural's probably given it a bit more. <laughs> I think I've talked to you guys about the fact that I watch him and usually Leif Davis, Ben White, and it was Ali Oski the other day and sometimes Paddy on um, Call of Duty Warzone. And someone walked into Philip's house and was saying, um, oh, blah, blah, just giving him some grief at background. I think it was his mum and his, if he's got a sister or someone like that. He just turned around and went, you can't talk to me like that. I've got a mural of Leeds City Centre now. And he are obviously <laughs> joking, but it was so funny. And I think he, he just he lives and breathes this club. And I think you could mm. see he would probably fight through a knock. And Anything. I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss the next game as a precaution. But you don't go down like that if there's nothing wrong. He did, he did look to move, like, he seemed to move quite well on, like, after it. He, mm. he took a little while to it, but then he was making some quite, like, you know, turns and stuff that I don't think he'd be able to do if he did have that knee injury. Either that or he's just a double hard bastard and he just played he'll, right through it. But he'll be all right. It was just, the, it was just Agincourt. I probably, <laughs> I probably got the completely wrong battle, but I'm just yeah. going to go with it. Roll with it. You said it now. You said it now. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we touched on it a bit before, but probably the last time any of us have seen an Arsenal team was, was the Arsene Wenger team that was just outstanding. And, um, and, and you talked about them only having Aubameyang. But to me, Aubameyang is maybe as good as Lundberg, for example. I don't mm. think he's anywhere near the standard Henri was. No, and, not. And look at that team that they used to have, with Perez and all of those players. And, and now, if you look at them, They've got Obama Yang and 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 like you say, if he's not as good as Lundberg, then where are they really? Who in that team could get even remotely close to Liverpool's first team? Yeah. Saka, Obama Yang, apart from that, not too I couldn't sure. see Obama I couldn't see Obama Yang getting in, in Liverpool. Well not with their front three. I mean, maybe over Firmino, but Firmino plays a very different, yeah, a bit very like different a role. role and they've now got Diego Jota, who is obviously doing a very good job. He's in my fantasy football team, so he better be doing a good job right now while they're playing. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, just I don't I yeah. don't know. Saka I could see he's he's good, yeah. but who plays that he's position for Liverpool? So 
I wanted to say. Favorite favorite moment of the game, Sam? Ooh, favorite moment. I quite liked it when it kicked off at the end. I didn't really know what it was about, but I quite liked it when it kicked off at the end. I just wanted Alioski to go a bit more mad and just see, you know, really antagonising. But, I mean, obviously, football-wise, I don't know. There was just I didn't, so many... Hang on a minute. I didn't see that because I was setting up this, obviously. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Tierney just wouldn't leave Alioski alone. I don't know if... Someone said in the group, I don't know if, if anyone could shed any more light on it, but... I, he just generally would, wouldn't leave him alone. He was just turning round and like, people were pushing him away. I don't know what that was about, but I would have loved Alioski to get right stuck in in the middle of that. I would have absolutely yeah. loved that. Yeah, because my favourite moment, I was going to say, was the gen- general shithousing and shithousing mm. of, of Alioski. Both to get, yeah. it ended up getting Pepe sent off and the build-up to that. Um, but yeah, in, in what you were talking about, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, but Tierney... Tierney is Scottish, right? Plays at the Scottish yeah. national team. So Liam Cooper was walking back with him and I think could tell he was agitated, which is why I think he walked with him. And um, he just, he walked up to shake a, a few players' hands and then he turned around to Alioski and I think it must, it must have had something to do with Pepe's sending off. Yeah. And I think, to be honest with you, as he's walking off, I think Alioski's just said something, probably made his dolphin noises <laughs> yeah, at him. Or, <laughs> yeah. or blown him a kiss or something, I don't know. <laughs> and it's clearly wound him up. So yeah, for the for about the next couple of minutes, I mean, to give you a clue, Donnie, they, were, they weren't sure whether he might get sent off. They were looking at it because of his behaviour. I mean, there was no arm swung or anything like that, but he would just, he were doing that standard, I've seen it so many times, he used to play five-a-side. Yeah, when a lad puffs his chest out, yeah. tries walking towards you, knowing that there are five of his mates in the way and <laughs> yeah. someone ready to hold him back. And he's, and he's not going to push past the oh, like, like one of those seagulls. You know, you see those, there's always one <laughs> seagull. Yeah. He was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> All the way listen, the other ones, ah! Yeah. <laughs> Alioski's mental, right? So, like, don't get me wrong, I don't think Alioski could take him in a fight. What I do yeah. think, I, said, I could imagine Alioski going full Dexter, finding out where he lives, injecting him with something to put him to sleep and chopping him <laughs> into bits. I could see Alioski <laughs> being capable of that kind of madness. I was never into Dexter. That was too much know. for me. Far too much. <laughs> I didn't want to see that. I think in the first episode, I was, people were like, oh, you've got to try Dexter. And so I try it. First episode, chopping a human body up. No, thanks. I mean, no, that's I... his thing, mate. <laughs> that's his thing every episode. So if you don't like that, it's not going to be your thing. But how do you feel about Game of Thrones then? Oh, I love Game of Thrones. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, they just chop <laughs> Theon's dick off and that's fine. And then edit. <laughs> it. I know a bit. It, it only happened once. I mean, it's a bit rapey as well, mate. There's a few There's a few shady things going on in God. <laughs> yeah, I know. But seeing a human body parts being chopped up for no reason, like with no discernible reason it just was not entertaining with game of thrones there's a whole world there's yeah. intrigue there's a politics you know there's there's the human relationship dynamic there's the the the, the families and and the infighting in the families there's there's snakes and and there's good people and the, the crazy shit happens you know what i mean i feel like you really don't like dexter mate <laughs> the, and I, like I said, I haven't seen it. I've seen it's about, one of my wife's favorites. That's why I've seen, seen it. about twenty minutes of it. And I think if you're into that sort of thing, then you must be. There's something wrong with you. I'm yeah, sorry, my wife. I'm sorry to your wife. <laughs> but no, what if she she won't deny it? <laughs> you're you're doing the podcast, not her. So it's all good. Yeah. And it's she's no not going to listen to this shit. Is she? She's not listening to this shit. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, we lost 
uh, 4-1, back-to-back. Um, the international break came at a good time. I think there's no denying that. And now uh, we've had a nil-nil draw, which we should have won by about 20 nil. Um, so how do we feel now? We're feeling more positive. No? Yes. Yeah. Feeling better. Yeah. Okay. Good. Having Rodrigo and Phillips back makes a world of difference. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody can deny that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Lorente come back at some point, and I think that... Who's that, sorry, Lorente? Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's the guy who they've bought for parts for Forshaw, but maybe ah, might make an appearance right, if, okay. they're, if they're not suitable. Forshaw? Yeah. Who's that? He's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, no, I don't know either. Then. <laughs> he's a ginger <laughs> myth. <laughs> he struggled to be fine ever since he grew a beard. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio then. And final thoughts? So my, my thing is, is just primarily positive. I think we looked okay going forward. The final ball needs to improve. But my overall thing is that we've hit the, the post a few times. It's, it's fine margins. Getting a point against Arsenal is good. The, the primary focus is staying up. We're eight points clear of 18th, having played the same amount of games. And I think we should all be very comfortable with that. We're far closer to the top end um, of the table than we are to relegation. It takes a couple of wins and we could easily back up in the, the top 10. Um, I know we've got a few tough games coming, but really glad to see a clean sheet. Sam? Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah, second, I look like really glad to see the clean sheet after the goals we've been conceding recently. Um yeah, it's positive for me as well. You know, we should have we should have won that. We really should have done. But we did control the game against Arsenal, which you know, we, like we said, we would have taken before the game. Um, we've got, I think, a winnable game. You know, Everton have dropped off a bit now. Um, they, they lost earlier, didn't they, against uh, West Ham? Was it? Mm, they won, didn't they? Did they won? <laughs> Richarlison. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. Oh, all right. So anyway, but yeah, I think I think you know we can we can do something against Everton as well. But um, no, I yeah, I, it's all positive for me. Um, great to see people back. Fingers crossed. Phillips is fine for the next game. He'll he'll soldier on through regardless. But he he was key for us today, and I think that's why we you know defensively looked all right and quite comfortable. But yeah, positive for me. I would have taken that before the game, and like Cookie said, you know it's it's all about staying up this season. So yeah, but you know well on the way to that. All right. And a few final thoughts from me. Uh, I think VAR is now a good thing. Um, clearly, the referee <laughs> didn't expect Arsenal players to be um, uh, committing violent conduct against anyone other than another Arsenal player after the last week. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, even though it was soft as shit, uh, loved, uh, loved that bit of shit housing from Alioski. And um, seems like we need a little bit of shooting practice. Um, but yeah. other than that, I feel like we're back. Yeah, definitely. So just before, what do you think they do for corners, by the way? Because there's no set routine for them. And I, as soon as we get a corner, I'm just like, well, we may as well just put, give it back to them. I, I, is, he, is, this, is he something specific that they're doing? Because one might go long, one might go short, one might go even shorter. And I'm just, I, I don't know. Can any of you shed any light on that? Because I think that's... We need corners. to start utilising corners more, yeah. Corners are the one thing in football that I don't think you can overthink. I don't think you should overanalyze. And probably the things that you shouldn't overthink and you shouldn't overanalyze, I imagine, are Marcelo Bielsa's only weakness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the one thing I will say that I picked up in commentary that nearly made me piss myself 
was when they said um, we had a corner. They were like, Arsenal need to be careful here because Luke Ayling, he's great in the air. And I was thinking, when did Luke Ayling last score a header from a corner? <laughs> it made the commentator say that. I was like, where's he got that from? Maybe, that? maybe he's just seen um, the Huddersfield goal as many times <laughs> as Luke has. What, I thought it was a header. <laughs> well, he, he was. It was in the air. The ball was in the air. He's left like one of those Agincourt frogs and um, <laughs> mashed it in into the uh, the underside of the crossbar like a Tony Yeboah special. Something like that would have been good. Mind you, we, yeah. hit, we hit the framework enough times. Okay, lads, um, I'm going to call it there. So if, Pleasure. You were, if you haven't heard of our project to uh, put uh, Christmas presents in the last food parcel delivery of the year to the LS11 area by our friends at Slung Low, it's called All Elves, Aren't We? You can find that on Twitter at All Elves, Aren't We? And um, please uh, donate and uh, volunteer if you can as well. That would be a fantastic thing to bring some cheer to some children this year. We are the Roaring Peacock. You can find us at Peacock's Roar. My name is Adonis at the Adelites. It's a very goodbye from me and a very goodbye from Mickled Onions, Mr. Michael Cook. Goodbye. And it's a very goodbye from Sam Ward at Sam Ward LUFC. Give him a follow. He's frozen. <laughs> <laughs> That was on his cat, get it up face. Yeah. <laughs> was it? <laughs> and it's a very goodbye from us, Au revoir. Au revoir. And uh, thank you very much and goodbye. We'll see you on Wednesday. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.